Welcome to Rail Pass. I'm your host, Sarah Hardy, Division Manager of Visitor Experience with the Southern California Railway Museum, located in Paris, California. Join me as we learn more about the Railway Museum and meet the people who volunteer, work, play, partner, and engage with our museum. All aboard for our next great adventure. All right, hello. So today we're gonna explore Cottonwood, a depot exhibit here at the Southern California Railway Museum. And who better to shed some light on this part of the museum than the curator, Ken Schwartz. So Ken, before we get started, do you wanna give a brief introduction for our listeners as to who you are? Well, my name is Ken Schwartz. Uh, I've been here about 37 years at the museum. Uh, I started, uh, out working in the Grizzly Flats building before we, uh, before I moved up to be superintendent up here for 17 years, and now I'm back down to where I'd like to be, and that's Grizzly Flats and Cottonwood. So that's where I'm at presently. All right. So how did your volunteer journey start at the museum? Actually, I found it through a friend of mine, and when I came out, uh, I've always liked trolleys. I always liked the history of of old trains and uh it just i came out got hooked and been here ever since what keeps you here oh a lot of things the um i love working uh with the people uh in the building i love the visitors that come out and uh for the first time and really actually see what we do out here because most people go to a museum and they just look at stuff they don't realize that they can ride the equipment come up and look at the stuff closely and i love explaining what we do out here because they go away with a better knowledge of uh, of the museum and it's just it's a good uh, it's a good place to work for or volunteer for i should say yeah it's it's the the fact that it's like a working museum, like it's actively restoring and maintaining the collection, I think is a really unique aspect that's not showcased in a lot of other institutions. That's that's right. And uh, we've always considered this a, a working museum because um, when you when visitors come out to see us, not just on our special things like Thomas and and Polar and uh, all the other stuff that we have going on. But on just weekdays when we're out here working, people come out and if we're working in like at Grizzly down there or if I'm up at Cottonwood, I'll stop and talk to everybody and tell them what we're doing, what's going on, how they can uh, actually become a member and what they can do out here. And so that's uh, that's another nice thing to do is where you just get personal, personally close with everybody that comes out here. Yeah, that is unique too because it's not it's not a closed museum in the sense that you can become really involved with this collection just as a general person. If you become a member and you want to volunteer, you can gain so much. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely not available everywhere. I've worked at a few museums and you know, this one's very unique for that. Yeah, it is. It is. And again, um People just don't realize that they can actually come out and get their hands dirty. Yeah. And, and uh, um, I'm always learning. That's one thing I tell everybody uh, is that I don't know everything. And um, 
If I can't, if they ask me a question and I don't know it, we'll find an answer for them. And that's what they like about it out here. You, you're not a person that just goes and says, yeah, this is the, uh, you know, Cottonwood Station and uh, then kind of walk away. I like to explain why it was called Cottonwood and why we, why it's uh, here and what we're, what we're trying to accomplish out here at the museum. Can you tell me a little bit about how your volunteer role evolved from you beginning to now playing such a big role at, at this exhibit? I just, uh, I just like people. I'm a people person. And uh, I, like I said, I originally just come out just to play with the streetcars and dress up like a, like a conductor and like an engineer and uh, have a good time and learn. And the other thing that I found out the most interesting thing is you have people that come out and go, my father or my grandfather used to ride this, this streetcar. Um, matter of fact, we just had a lady that came to uh, Grizzly and she was a granddaughter of the, um, of one of our train cars in there. Uh, and so uh, she knew about what was going on here and about Ward Kimball, and she didn't even think that this stuff was even out here. And that's what I like. This is where I develop a, a relationship with people. And I just always enjoy coming out and doing this kind of stuff. I always tell people I wish I was back in that time, in the 30s and in the 40s, you know. And, and uh, I met a gentleman that said, no, you really don't want to... He really didn't want to be like that. And I said, why? And he goes, because of the Depression. And he grew up in the Depression. So I learned a lot of stuff. And I just developed different routines and different things out here and collect different stories. And I like to share it with the public when they come out to the museum. So who was responsible for Cottonwood before you took over? Actually, it's a funny story. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, the group down here of, of gentlemen were going through the city of Paris and uh, the first part of it was was they were going to redo the entryway in front of our uh, in front of the uh, walkway coming into the museum, and they were looking for a building to set up out there. Uh, that once they got it down here, they realized it could be used for something else, and uh, it was basically uh, the regular diesel crew uh, used it for almost uh, ten years uh, as their storage building. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and they stored all their parts and everything in there. And then once diesel service moved what we call to the back 40 in the back, uh, the building became vacant. And uh, Do you remember what year this was? This, uh, so it's probably, I'm going to go back probably about five years, maybe six years ago back. So okay. um, I'll probably say 70s. Somewhere right around in there, maybe, or a little bit further back. But a gentleman by the name of Ron Ruffalo actually started to rebuild the building to make it into a station because it was actually a lumber office um, on the corner of 4th and C Street in downtown Paris. And the railroad was going to destroy it, and they decided, Ron and the group decided to move it up here. And that's, like I said, it was used for the diesel service for a while. And then Ron turned it into this train station. And 
the then we started having independent uh, movie companies come out and start filming out there. We've had documentaries for for uh, Jesse uh, Jesse James. Uh, then the, uh, we had UCLA come out and make a small film out there, and they just loved how the inside was put together, and that all came by uh, just uh, donations and me spending hard time on cleaning out the. Uh, the stuff that was in the building and just start turning it into a station. So technically it really wasn't a station, but, but the name Cottonwood came from uh, California. There was a town up there and the movie studios decided when they came out, they needed a name and Cottonwood stuck to it. <laughs> do you know what year the building is from? Technically, no, we've tried to do research. We even went to the city archives and nobody has uh, any idea when the building was built. Okay. And so, and that's been a mystery. We've we've tried to contact uh, um, people that have lived in Paris for a long, long time. Uh, they know about they knew about the building, but they couldn't really give us a, a time frame on how old the building was. Okay. So you're really the one that kind of saw the potential in this building as being an exhibit, because before it was once it got to the museum, it was just storage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And when Ron started to turn it into that train station, we did, or the museum did it just so uh, we could have a, as they would call it, then a facade for filming. Mm -hmm. Well, I went one step further. I just decided that I would go in and start setting up a train station inside. And I had a lot of my uh, stuff that I had stored and I had gotten. And instead of just leaving it in storage, I just decided that I was going to put it on display. And lo and behold, people started coming out and more donations started showing up and more things started showing up on the front doorstep. So what I've done is, is it, uh, I try to find out who's donating things and eventually I'm going to have a list on uh, set out of people that have donated stuff to the, uh, to the Cottonwood station. And... Uh, I just want to show the public what a station probably would have looked like around the late 40s, early 50s. So what's in the collection right now? In there we have, so far we have an old roll-top desk uh, that a train master probably would have used along with typewriters that they might have used. Uh, they're called message boards that they would put messages on uh, for the for the trains. Uh, for the engineers when they would uh, receive their orders. Um, there's uh, some old lanterns in there. Uh, I have a display of, of some pocket watches of what a conductor would uh, would use uh, uh, on the trains. Um, I've set up a small little railroad up in there to run around on top to show people about what kind of trains would have probably passed through there in... in uh, in the late 30s and 40s and 50s. So uh, it's growing constantly. Right now, we're I'm going to plug this part. I'm still taking donations here. Uh, we're in the middle of uh, redoing the inside. I, we had some plaster cracks and stuff in there, so we're redoing the plaster. And uh, I had paint donated for the outside, so I'm trying to get the inside ready so I can get that painted up and try to put it back the same way it was uh in again in the 50s so do you have a favorite collection item uh, my my uh, i actually have two in there it's my pocket watch 
pocket watch collection and my lanterns. Uh, I, I love the way the lanterns look uh, and display them because there's different types. We could sit here all day and talk about that too. But real quick here is, is, is I like to show the signals. There's a, a what they call a red lantern for stop, uh, your yellow lantern for uh, 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 caution, your green lanterns. And before all that, they used to use white for go. And as the years developed, they went to just like a regular stop, like red, uh, red, yellow, and green. So I like to display those and explain that to the visitor, visitors when they come through. Are you there every time that the exhibit's open? I am there. Now I am. Since I've retired, yes, I am there every time the exhibit's open. I bounce back and forth between Cottonwood and Grizzly Flats, so I keep an eye on everything. And so as soon as I see the visitors come up there, I make sure I'm up there and explain to them what's going on and uh, everything inside uh, what I'm redoing inside the building. What do you hope for this exhibit in the future? I hope to expand more of of the building. Right, uh, one of my other things that I'm working on right now is on our property out here. We have a lot of old baggage carts, mm-hmm. and what I'd like to do with that is get more of the baggage carts up there and display uh, those, and then display the type of um, products that would have been shipped in the 40s and 50s, like crates, suitcases. Um, um, luggage and uh i also want to make it a nice photo area so people can come up and take photos out on the outside and have family photos and uh just make it a a nice place to come in and visit and just watch the and watch the trains go by our welder here jim gates uh, made me some really nice benches up in front and so i got those designed so you can just sit up there and watch our trains go back and forth in front of the station that's really nice. Yeah. What has been like your favorite memory or favorite thing about creating this exhibit? That I told it that somebody told me that it can't be done. <laughs> because the reason why was is because uh it was filthy inside. Like I said, it wasn't really gonna it was only gonna be a facade on the outside. And diesel service had a lot of stuff in there, and uh, it, so I had to do a lot of cleaning, spider webs, uh, parts of engines, uh, uh, walls were dirty, and but uh, it's just, again, something I thought, why not? Let's have a, a place where people can come out and take pictures and have a good time, and I realized there was a lot of people that like to come out and film cottonwood mm-hmm. and uh for a uh, matter of fact uh, many a uh, couple of years ago back we had a commercial uh done in front of cottonwood and i was you know uh i got to, to help set everything up and make sure where they wanted everything in certain places and uh so it was a it was a very interesting thing to see that people just don't go by and go, oh, and now they're train station. They can actually come in, see things. Uh, I've got things that they can pick up and look at and uh, actually get the experience of what uh, actually would go on in a, in a real train station. Why did you pick the, the 30s and 40s as the decade you wanted to highlight this train station? Because I 
the way uh, the way it looks, it is a style of the '30s and '40s, and it would it, and it was it would be what they would call um, a small sub uh, sub train station. What I mean by that is it wouldn't be in a big large area; it'd be like a little tiny town, and the train would probably come in maybe once or twice a day, and it would be like the place where you would come and get your mail, read the newspaper, because sometimes people didn't get newspapers, so they would take the newspaper and put it up on a bulletin board so people could read and do and leave notes for uh, other uh, people in town. And so I just thought that was really cool. And uh, it, 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 but that era just is that building just felt felt in in that era of time. So it was kind of also like a hub for a small city or small community, a place to come together, a really central location. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, and, and things, and so it's um, it's developed into uh, a lot more now as uh, as I do more research and get more stuff to put in there. I'm I find uh, old newspapers from the 40s and 50s and put them up on the bulletin board um they also in those days and out in those small little hubs and things like that um they would also have up who was who was getting married or who had passed on and they would uh, leave little uh notes on the bulletin board and uh and stuff so i've got a little section in there of that uh, where I found different little uh, little uh, obituaries and little things of weddings and and posted them up on a board, and they're from the forties and and uh, middle fifties. So, is there any item that you're on the hunt for that would just be a really good addition to this collection? My goodness, there <laughs> there are several things that I would love to uh, see in there. Um, I would I'm looking for. Uh, they were tele uh, for teletypes. They were the old uh, signs that you could come down and have a message sent. I would like to get a couple more of those. I have one now that's been pretty well beat up, but uh, I would like to get more signs like for like uh, for the telegraph signs. And I'm looking for a, a baggage sign uh, to show for that to separate it from the station and the baggage area. Uh, those those would be something I would really would look forward to seeing put up on the outside out there. So if any of our listeners are interested in getting involved with Cottonwood, how what can you tell them? How can they get more involved with this exhibit? Oh my goodness, um, they can. I'm always here on on the weekends. Uh, I am here during the week occasionally, but they can come down to uh, down to Grizzly Flats and ask for me. Or come up to Cottonwood because I'm up there, and I will walk them through and show them uh, what's going on. And I'm always looking for volunteers to help stay up there and help me run the building up there um, and demonstrate some of the stuff that I have up there. And uh, so, yeah, anybody uh, that is listening would love to come out and help me. Please come and see me, and uh, we can sit and talk and go over things and... Uh, um, if you would like to dress in the air of a, of a train master or a train person, I do that occasionally. Um, I like to kind of dress up, if you want to call it that, and, and have a good time. And uh, I, 
I would like to see that experience. You know, you don't have to, but that would be something nice to do. Would this, would a 1930s and 40s train station normally be run by just one person or would there be multiple staff members? There would usually, the the one that I'm going after right now would be run probably with about a minimum of two people inside. You would have your your train master uh, that would run it. And then, of course, you'd have your uh, platform, uh, what they would call them, platform uh, managers that would help uh, when the train came in to load and unload luggage and help people on and off the cars. So it, it, this is small enough that it would be considered a two-man station. Very cool. Well, I really thank you for taking the time to talk with me and I know that you are involved with other projects here at the museum, so if you're interested, you know, I'd, of course, love to have you back to talk about different things. Uh, well, thank you, and I would I would love to come back and talk about some of the other stuff, and uh, hopefully we can get the volunteers out here to see what we're what we do out here, and it, it, it is a lot of fun. It yeah. It is a lot of fun. It definitely is. Well, thank you so much, Ken. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. As you disembark, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. And visit SoCalRailway.org to view past episodes, photo, video, and bonus material. And also let us know what you would like to hear, who you'd like to meet, and what we can do for the next Rail Pass episodes.